Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, I heard this vicious rumor that correlated plays can actually work out. I've never seen it. They never work out for me, but I'll talk about that in a moment. Let's recap the losing card for you. I'll start with the positive. My college basketball handicap went four and three, so I actually make money there. I cash on Texas A&M minus the two and a half. That was a nail biter at LSU. Glad to get the ticket home. I cash on Oklahoma State plus the nine and a half. I thought they were going to win outright at K-State. In the end, the Wildcats get the W, but I get the cover. I cash on Virginia, minus the one and a half. Excellent second half performance there at Georgia Tech. And I cash on Clemson, minus the one and a half at Florida State. Same there. Excellent second half performance from the Tigers. My three losers, I lose on Cal State Northridge. I see now why they were the underdog. They got blitzed to start the second half. I think it was a 17-2 run. Ouch, that one hurt. Three-point game at halftime, I thought I had a fighting shot, plus the three and a half. Then I had Air Force, plus the 11. And when there's 150 college basketball games on the card, I shouldn't be taken on the computer. The computer said, bet New Mexico, bet New Mexico. But no, I thought I had too many situational spots there to back Air Force. I was dead wrong. Computer wins again. And then my mistake of all mistakes, I guess, Arkansas Maybe Eric Musselman's right. Maybe this Razorback team is not the team he wants, or I want to see anyway. It was not on Saturday. South Carolina goes wire to wire. I lose not one, but two units on that one, since that was also the Twitter bet. The uh, coin flips go one and one. I win in the NBA on the Knicks and the Raptors under the 228. I lose on the Frozen Pond with the Stars and the Devils under the six and a half. So now let's talk about what I don't want to talk about. That's the NFL. I do cash a first half wager on Baltimore and Houston under the 21 and a half. When that punt return came back for a touchdown in the first half, I thought it was duck soup. But thankfully, I got a missed field goal late before halftime and I got to cash the ticket. Prop bets, I didn't hit anything. I was totally off. Isaiah likely had two catches, even a touchdown. I think he finished with 34 yards. I had the over 36 and a half, so I miss on that one. Then in the nightcap, bad handicap, bad handicap. It was all correlated, and it all went against me. I had the Niners in the first half. I had the Niners for the game. I had Christian Watson over the receiving yards. Aaron Jones under the rushing yards. Lost all four wagers in that game. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was not fun for me. So that's what happened on Saturday. New day here on Sunday. So let's get to the card. And I'm a stubborn person, so here we go again. It's the Detroit Lions minus the six against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, yes, Tampa, pack your bags. You're headed to San Francisco next week. I'm betting against you, so I like your odds. It's clear to me, by the way, that the Minnesota Vikings played in the toughest division in the NFL this year. Green Bay and Detroit, both in the same division with Minnesota. Oh, boy, that was a tough schedule for the Purple. So it's a pair of old NFC Central rivals meeting in this one. The Lions won in Tampa Bay earlier this season, 20-6, to but both teams look much different at this point, and I would definitely expect more points today since these teams rank 27th and 30th against the pass. The Lions rank 3rd in passing yards. The Bucks rank 16th. While I've been fading them, the Buccaneers have won three consecutive road games. That's always impressive in the National Football League. Nonetheless, I think the magical season for Baker Mayfield ends today. The Lions' passing attack will be the key this time around. So I'm going to lay the six with Detroit at home over Tampa Bay. How confident am I? Yeah, let's correlate this thing again. 
First half, I'm going to go Detroit minus the three and a half against Tampa Bay. Yes, it didn't work yesterday with San Francisco, but I'll try it again. I like Detroit once the Tampa Bay game went final on Monday. I've stayed the course with it all week long. So give me the Lions, the Motor City Kitties in the first half to get off to a good start minus the three and a half against the Buccaneers. Then in game number two, it's Kansas City at Buffalo. So this bet should be a no-brainer for me. I bet Buffalo and Miami last week. I should just bet Buffalo again today. I can get them at minus two and a half. That's crazy. The KC win over Miami didn't really change anything in my mind. I knew that they had a good defense going into that game. I knew that Rasheed Rice was a special talent. That's why I bet his prop bet like 10 times during the season. I knew Patrick Mahomes was an elite quarterback. I knew Pacheco could run the football. I knew Travis Kelsey still had some gas left in the tank. He's a playoff guy. So why have I been flip-flopping on this game so much? At three, do I really like the Chiefs? At two and a half, do I like the Bills? The Bills won the first meeting in Kansas City, 20-17. to The Chiefs had better numbers on offense in that game. The Chiefs knocked the Bills out in 2021 and 2022 at Arrowhead Stadium. I should be betting the Bills, but I can't do it for some reason. The cop-out work yesterday. Let's do it again. When in doubt, Bet the first half under, so I'm playing the Chiefs and the Bills under the 22 and a half. Just let me cash my ticket, and then I'll enjoy the rest of the game. Next up on the card, we'll go to the prop bets. So I have two in the Detroit game, one in the Kansas City game. Let's start with Jameer Gibbs of Detroit over the 48 and a half yards rushing. So he's gone under in three straight. Tampa Bay gives up the sixth fewest yards per attempt. But yet, I have a good feeling that the rookie does something special today. Gibbs missed the first meeting against Tampa Bay. So this will be the Bucks' first look at him this year. Give me Jameer Gibbs over the 48 and a half yards rushing. Also in that game, I'm on Sam Laporta for Detroit over the 42 and a half yards receiving. So just three receptions last week for 14 yards coming back from his injury in week 18 against Minnesota. Laporta had four catches for 36 yards in the first meeting against Tampa, but listen to this. He had 11 targets, so the 36 is really misleading with 11 targets. I think the completion percentage will be much higher this time around, so I like Laporta to go over this number. My favorite prop of the day here, Sam Laporta, over 42.5 yards receiving for Detroit. Then in the Kansas City-Buffalo game, I'm going to go Isaiah Pacheco of Kansas City, over 60.5 yards rushing. Buffalo ranked 28th, allowing 4.6 yards per carry this season. Pacheco did not play in the first meeting, but the Chiefs still averaged 4.6 yards per carry in that game. Pacheco has gone over this number in five of seven games, so I'll do it again here. Give me Isaiah Pacheco of the Kansas City Chiefs over the 60 and a half yards rushing. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Next up, we go to college basketball. And we start in the Big Ten. It's Michigan State minus the one and a half at Maryland. So it's a pair of 11 and 7 teams meeting today. Izzo and the Spartans are 0 and 3 in the road this season. 
having lost to Nebraska by seven, Northwestern by 14, and Illinois by three. So it's time to get a road W for the old resume. The Ken Palm numbers still love Michigan State. They have a ranking of 18, top 30 team in both offensive and defensive efficiency. Baylor is their lone top 40 win so far this season, so I really feel like the Spartans need to stack some wins here. Just 3-4 and in the Big Ten with a trip to Madison on deck to face the Badgers. A 3-6 and start would really create some panic in East Lansing. On the other side, Maryland ranks 68th in the Ken Palm numbers. They're also 3-4 and in the Big Ten. The Terps are really good at home, 10-1 and this season. The lone loss was to powerhouse Purdue. Their best win this year, they won at Illinois by nine. Last out, they played tough but lost by three at Northwestern. So Maryland's playing some good basketball right now. They have the 39th best home court edge. But if Michigan State is going to be anything close to what I expected this season, they have to find a way to win this game. I'm going to back Sparty on the road here. Give me Michigan State minus the one and a half at Maryland. Next up, we go to the American Athletic Conference. It's Tulane plus the three against Memphis. So I kind of wish Memphis wasn't coming in off of a loss. The Tangers lost by one on Thursday against South Florida to drop to 15-3 and three on the season, 4-1 and one in the American Conference. The Tangers have six top 100 wins this season. Michigan, VCU, Texas A&M, Clemson, Virginia, and SMU. I once felt a little better about that list, but some of them have been in free-fall mode. Nine of their wins this year have been by six or less, so they know how to win close competitive basketball games. Third straight game that I'm actually going to be back in the green wave of Tulane. They're 11-6 and six overall, 2-3 and three in the conference, and once again have an opportunity for a big win at home, something that slipped away earlier this month, losing to Florida Atlantic by one. This is the rubber game for me. I'm one-on-one on them, so I need this one. Ron Hunter, Kevin Cross, and Jalen Forbes, please don't let me down today. I just need to see a full 40 minutes of good basketball. I'm going to grab the three with Tulane at home. Give me the green wave plus the three over Memphis. Next up on the card, I go to the Pac-12. It's Utah minus the five and a half against Oregon. So the Huntsman Center is the 23rd ranked home court edge in the country, 3.9 points. Utah's 13 and 5 on the season, 4 and 3 in the Pac-12. They are 10 and 0 at home and they're they've been putting a pounding on some Pac-12 opponents this year. They beat Oregon State by 27, they beat UCLA by 46, they beat Washington State by 22. The Utes rank 22nd in the Ken Palm numbers, offensive efficiency also ranks 22nd. The Ducks of Oregon dropped their first Pac-12 game of the year on Thursday, losing at Colorado by 16. Oregon is now 13-4 and on the season. Top 100 wins this year over Georgia, Michigan, USC, Washington, and Washington State. Oregon now has their big center back, but I don't think that'll be enough to stop the Utes today. I'm going to lay the 5.5 with Craig Smith and Utah at home over Oregon. Next up on the card, we go to the MAAC. And MAAC, Daddy Hoops has actually agreed to help me out in the MAC with his top play on conference game days. The MAC, of course, plays on Friday and Sunday, so that conference makes up a decent chunk of the card. On Friday, five of the 15 line games were in the MAC. Today, five of the 17 line games are in the MAC, so I'd really like to win the MAC. 
Mac Daddy Hoops on Twitter does a complete wrap-up and recap of each game. He's boots on the ground each game day with live updates from the arenas, so please give him a follow on Twitter. But without further ado, his top play in the MAC today is Mount St. Mary's minus the six against Niagara. So for a full overview of this game, please check out his uh, profile on Twitter. But here's the Cliff Notes version. Niagara bounced back from the loss to Siena with a road win at Ryder on Friday. Niagara is efficient on offense, but they have defensive woes. Niagara is the 15th best team in the country, though, shooting three-pointers. Their best player, Braxton Bayless, missed the last game with a back injury, and he's questionable for today. Mount St. Mary's had an impressive win on Friday against Maris, holding the Red Foxes to just 48 points. Mount has a solid interior defense, ranks 95th in the country in two-point percentage allowed. At home, Mount St. Mary's defense actually ranks 18th best in the country. Opponents are shooting just 22% from beyond the arc. That's the sixth best in the nation. So once again, Mac Daddy Hoops has given me a play today. It's Mount St. Mary's minus the six over Niagara. And once again, he'll be giving me plays every Friday and Sunday in the Mac. Next up, we go to the coin flips in the NBA. It's the Miami Heat at the Orlando Magic. Total of 215 and a half here. Heads it is. I'm on the over 215 and a half between the Heat and the Magic. Then on the Frozen Pond, I selected the Tampa Bay Lightning at the Detroit Red Wings. Total on this one is six and a half. Tails it is. I'm on the under six and a half between the Lightning and the Red Wings. So let's recap my card here for Sunday as I get tongue-tied towards the end of the night. In the National Football League, I'm on the Detroit Lions, minus the six against Tampa Bay. Doubling down in the first half, I'm on the Lions again, minus the three and a half against Tampa Bay. Then Buffalo and Kansas City, I was too chicken to make a pick here. So when in doubt, I went the first half under 22 and a half. Prop bets, Jameer Gibbs of Detroit, over 48 and a half yards rushing. Isaiah Pacheco for Kansas City, over 60 and a half yards rushing. Then Sam Laporta, my favorite tight end for Detroit, over 42 and a half yards receiving. College basketball, I'm on Michigan State, minus the one and a half at Maryland. I'm on Tulane, one more time with the Green Wave, plus the three against Memphis. I'm on the Utes of Utah, minus the five and a half against Oregon. Then from Mac Daddy Hoops, I'm on Mount St. Mary's, minus the six against Niagara. Coin flips, Heat Magic, over the 215 and a half. Lightning Red Wings under the six and a half. So that's my card for a Sunday. I hope everyone enjoys the games. And I hope my correlated plays actually work out today. As always, everyone, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.